Welcome to the Global Advocate Career Podcast with your host, Michelle Clark Series. Well, good morning or good afternoon, dear viewers and dear listeners. Welcome to another episode of Navigating the New Normal in the International Workplace. I'm your co-host, Michelle Clark Series, along with my co-host, gracious, the gracious Len Adams. Len, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Yes, and, yes, yes. And today we head over to the lovely and merry United Kingdom. And we ha have the fabulous opportunity to interview two individuals under one umbrella, Anne Jagger. She is director of Anne Jagger uh, Recruiting and Steve Brame. Steve, is that is that the part? Is, okay. That's it, you got it. All right, London business manager for Anne Jagger Recruiting. Welcome, Steve. Welcome, Anne. It is a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks Hi. for having us. Yeah, this is going to be great. We're over in England. The weather, what's the weather like over there? Awful. Oh. Yeah, you'd okay. be surprised to hear the oh. word gloomy. Yeah. <laughs> gloomy, eh? Well, <laughs> well, we over here on the East Coast, well, in the United States, as you know, this is a short week for us because we're celebrating Thanksgiving. Or do you guys celebrate it at all? Well, in some form or fashion or... Because. I'm afraid not. No, but happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I was thinking maybe. Thank you. I was thinking maybe you guys have turkey. Rid of us. Yeah, they were really <laughs> thankful to be. <laughs> Do you guys ever eat turkey at all over there? Christmas. Christmas. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Perfect. 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 Well. As you know, we're here to interview individuals from around the world that are members of the Future Manager Alliance to determine what the climate is over there in their neck of the woods in their country. And Anne and Steve, tell us about Anne Jagger recruiting and about your roles. Can I go first, Steve? Go on, Anne. Yeah, okay. So I started the business too many years ago to say how long, oh. but in the mid 90s <laughs> and um, on my own and we've you know we've, we've grown since then obviously the business has changed massively but we still do what we started which is office professional recruitment so um you, again you know the, the things have changed a lot but in terms of business support mm -hmm. that's still our main business every permanent contract and we operate from London, central London, King's Cross, and Oxfordshire, just on the outskirts of Oxford. Okay, okay. How, how many minutes is Oxfordshire from London? About, um, well, it depends if you drive, if you drive, possibly about an hour, hour and a half okay. miles. I'm not sure, about 60, 70, Sue, is that about right? I'm not really sure. Yeah. Too far to walk, but from the train, um, about 20, you can get there 25 minutes from London. Can you? Yeah. Nice, nice. Very, very nice. My husband's a Brit. So his family oh, is, yeah, yeah. They're in uh, South London um, near, so, you know, we're familiar. But so I was just, I wasn't sure. I have to ask him if we've been to Oxfordshire, but well, yeah. Steve, tell us about your role. 
So I'm London business manager and I um, do everything from meeting uh, clients, current clients and potential clients. So I'd like to do um, a bit of networking, which might be sort of breakfasts in the mornings with uh, potential clients or right. preferably golf courses. That's always the, the best way to do it. Um, but then I'd like to meet candidates, generate candidates as well. So the main main thing is to generate the right opportunities for the right candidates. Um, and it's a great to be able to wear both hats with B2B and B2C. I like meeting new clients and current clients, as well as seeing the job seekers. Okay. Because we're small, we all have to do everything. You know, it's, we've all got to be able to, when we're busy, we all have to just get on and do it. When we're not busy, we've all got to go out there and look for new business. So we yes. all our roles really do intertwine, cross over. Yeah. That, that's a great segue into our, our next question. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, similar to my firm, you're a family business. And we all, anybody that's in a family business knows that poses its own challenges and rewards. Uh, any, any comments on that? Okay. Hey. <laughs> um, no, I was... I was I was thinking about this. I don't. I don't see um, the, the opportunities far outweigh the challenges. The challenges have maybe been that we've just all been trying to get the same outcome. We all kind of go in different directions to get there. Um, we work really well with being able to have a kind of finance and accountancy focus, and then an operations focus and a sales focus. So we all kind of get together, you know, as you would in a small business. Uh, fortnightly or monthly to review and forecast and we always kind of end up getting to where we want to be um like leaving each other to doing you know the best parts of what they do well so I, I suppose the challenges would be that you don't have like a dedicated resource department that you can instruct a team of cv hunters to go out and find candidates or go over to your sales team and knock on the door and tell them to make more phone calls because you're all in it together but it's kind of refreshing to be able to do it that way any challenges being in, in family though as a family yeah we want to hear the dirt steve uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I have, I been tried, I have tried i have tried to think of some but i was talking to another colleague of ours about doing this earlier and she said it doesn't which it was difficult to find anything maybe when steve was a lot younger there was, a, um, yeah. was suppose it was when maybe, we it was maybe a bit we all lived together <laughs> and he lived yeah and of course when he was younger he lived with us so um but it's just always been we're, i think because we're we can be very natural with each other we can be very direct and it doesn't last very long you know you can move on so i actually think it, the benefits do outweigh yeah, any I think a lot of people say, how can you live together, work together? But we do go off and do our own. We have got responsibility for different parts of the business. While we all get on with it, we do have responsibility. Steve sales, me operations, very finance. Um, and, you know, so we, there is, there is separation. Um, but I have, to, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried <laughs> to think of, what if, Lenny, why do you is it, is it do you think it's difficult? Uh, I always say the the uh, the challenges of being in a family business is that it's in a family business. 
it, it's good. <laughs> I, 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 from our side, I, the biggest issue, and it's not an issue, is it's difficult to sometimes turn it off. You know, you're having dinner together and you're talking yeah. about business and, you know, you're on vacation and you're talking about business. And, you know, I think it's more challenging for the spouses and the children than it is for us. Because as you say, it's so natural, it just kind of comes, but it does become kind of over-consuming because you're never, you're never turning it off. I think that's probably the biggest challenge. I think that probably is more of a challenge or was more of a challenge for me and Terry because him being the finance director, we would talk, talk about it such a lot. Um, probably different with me and Steve because we do a very similar role really. Um, so yeah, I think the turning off thing, especially if you go on holiday, you really do have to sometimes, don't you? But you mm -hmm. find yourself going back there. Yeah. Um, but we've even gone on family holidays, all of us. And, me and Steve find it easy not to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, well, it, I've had, I've had um, two away. little ones come along recently, hence the drawings behind me. And I've got a five-year-old and a three-year-old, and we now have to stop talking about kids when we're in work instead of talking about work when we're around the kids. <laughs> so yeah, our, Monday, our Monday morning catch-up is: um, Have the kids been good? Have they been naughty? <laughs> what did you do? We better get on with some work now. <laughs> Well, I know we'll be talking about it too much around because when my 10-year-old granddaughter and my seven-year-old grandson, and I have six of them, by the way, oh. um, come and, they, and I have two more on the way, and they come and they say, Pop up, when could we come into the family business? <laughs> now. Actually, from, from my viewpoint, that's fantastic. Yes. That they're thinking that. You know, I, you know God willing, we, we get to that, that generation, but we'll, we'll see. We'll, well see. I, two quick questions for, before we move on. Who is Terry? And you both are brother and sister then. Who means Steve? Yes. No, he's my stepson. Okay, because brother and sister, right? Right, Lynn? I would have said. Right, right. Hands down. Uh, Steve, remember that, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> and the old lady. <laughs> I don't know, that might mean that you just look really old, Steve. You haven't aged in a while. No, you look great. You look great, Steve. <laughs> but, and who is Terry? Oh, sorry, I presume that you knew. Sorry. Um, Terry is um, our finance director who is my husband and Steve's dad, and he has been in the business right from the very start. However, more recently, Terry has taken a step back from the business and gone to do what his passion is, which is teaching. Oh. Terry is teaching maths. Oh, that's great. That's great to pursue your, your passion. More power yeah. to him, more power to yeah. him. Okay, well, well, great. Len, what do you have there? So, um, Anne or Steve or both of you, uh, what does Jagger Recruitment specialize in? And given what we, we're in the middle of, uh, where do you see sectors of growth and sectors that are declining? So, we specialize in business support positions. So, that can cover PA, secretary, and office managers. but also customer support, sales and marketing, accountancy and finance. It's basically anything within an office. And when we say anything within an office, it's a little bit scary to say that at the moment because not a lot of people are back in offices right now. So 
I think six months ago when we were kind of facing that challenge and being a bit haunted by, right, we do office recruitment and people aren't going to their offices. So how's this going to happen? Um, it was good to monitor the trend and kind of follow uh, clients and candidates and keep, you know, networking and keep your kind of finger on the pulse, really, to know that remote working and working from home and being flexible working was going to be the way forward, really. So I think now compared to uh, even three months ago, we've really focused on helping small businesses, startups, but um, aggressive growth businesses operate from home or remotely without having too much interference with sort of um, the day to day there. So at the same time as I'm recruiting a virtual PA, we're also looking at a customer success manager and three temps to do customer support all working from home. We had one guy that was based in South Africa and another based in Italy, but still supporting the UK function. So it kind of turned out that it doesn't matter if they're based in London or Rome or on the moon, they could still service the clients and keep the business going. So it's been it's been weird to refocus on that over the past six months, but it's um, going quite well, I think. Yeah, it opens up the labor pool for sure for a lot of clients. Very much. Uh, it's very much temporary contract um, this year, rather than the permanent business is, is just is died to death. And that is across the country, across sectors, there's a few sectors that you'd imagine like the health service yes. and tech um, uh, and online retail is, 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 is doing good, but the rest, the, the decline has been absolutely appalling, especially in permanent. Um, but we're experiencing the opposite. How are you? Our temps are down. Our, our direct hire is up. It's, it's, I, I, I don't know. I can't figure it out. You can't. No, I can't. I, can't find out. I would think it would have been the opposite, but it's yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting that, that you're experiencing that in the UK. Yeah. I mean, with the permanent recruitment more recently has probably improved ever so slightly, but we are talking really small numbers. But I suppose because our client base, we, there's certain clients will come to us for everything. So we, we did a, 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 a much senior finance role. Um, so it, it a much higher salary, so therefore much higher fee. Um, so it's good that we've got the long-term relationships with the clients, that they'll come to us across the board irrespective of the seniority of the division um but you're yeah, going out there looking for the new business which obviously you know the first few months of lockdown that's all we did nothing else yeah. was just try and let allow people to know we're still here we can do it what we can do um our experience of home work and remote working um but everything that really has come in i'd say what 95 percent has been temporary or contract Wow. Wow. And do you find that your candidates are adjusting well to this virtual presence that they need to have? Um, yes, in that they want to do it and they have the skills to do it. Right. The issue is initially the induction and the tech. So the equipment, the getting them, getting them connected training. Um, and training remotely. That's been the that's been the problem area. So if they can get through that, then it's it's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, 
Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Employers have always kind of had a little issue of having people work from home or Mm -hmm. in remote working because there's the trust issue, especially of the support level. And you feel that they constantly need to monitor the activity of that employee every day. And I think there's coming a bit more trust with that Mm. because there has to be. And technology is played a part in that because everything's so transparent now with the formats like um zendesk and zoom and things so um yeah it's it's becoming a bit more accepted but i think there's still that um more to go to say that it's it's not a last resort it's not like let's close the office and concentrate on work from home right i think initially the first when lockdown the, the initial um, time of lockdown it was very much everyone worked from home and initially everyone was like oh great you know no traveling in terms of time expense or that getting dressed for work all of that but as time has gone on I think that has changed and not everyone does enjoy it and some types of businesses it does affect productivity um, so I think that given the choice it would be more balanced not all of them um, work remotely and not all go back to the office. There'd be some balance somewhere in the middle there. Yeah, I agree, definitely. If, you know, if, as a career coach, a lot of the work that I do with my clients is helping them adjust to the virtual presence and their virtual etiquette, which is so important, right? Yeah. Check this uh, information out from Glassdoor workplace trends. You know, Glassdoor over here, I'm sure it's over there in the UK. It's a, you, you know about Glassdoor. So it's to get information on companies. They just issued a 2021 report on trends. And they said that millions of Americans are leaving major cities and moving to smaller ones like in the Midwest. And do you find this to be the same in England, albeit on a smaller scale? Yes. Sorry, Steve, you're going to say something. Go on. Go on, you go first. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fight. Don't fight. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Um, London is just so quiet. Wow. Yeah, even before this, because we've we've entered a second lockdown. So the period in between, we were encouraged to go back to the office. Um, Steve went in a few times, didn't you? It was just so so quiet and I think that's reflected across cities around the country whereas um so obviously all of the the business that support people who you know the 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 restaurants and the coffee shops and all of that they've really suffered so badly um but the smaller out of towns so the um sized towns and some of the in the bigger villages they're doing very very well mm. you know the, the the local shops and the farm shops and um convenience stores they have they have really prospered and the where i live is a is a quite a small village property the minute it comes up it goes going very quickly mm. quite surprised at some of the prices they've gone for and um, whereas um, property in the city centres is lingering now and I think that it, it might begin to reflect in house prices but because people can work from home so I live um, much further out now and if you don't have to travel in every day, travel, yeah. then 
you, you wouldn't want to and it's lovely being out in the country so I think that is nationwide not just London I believe that's a nationwide trend. See so I, um, I actually interpreted your question a bit differently because I, I okay. was um, speaking with a few clients lately that were that were telling me that they will never move from London. You know, they have they have to be in London. They need that postcode. They want the London presence. And I mean, yes, like moving out of London and working from home and sort of socialising, then yes. But I still feel a lot of uh, companies and clients need to remain present in London and nowhere else. So keeping their business there, but being the business, able to have yeah. that balance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even, even sometimes when they come to us and, and ask for our advice on a new premises or thinking shall we move out of London because maybe the rent or overheads will be cheaper um, it's still very tough to recruit outside of London because everyone knows that that's where they want to be to be working and want want to commute and in a normal world they want to be in there and I enjoy going into London to work and then coming out of London for evenings and weekends kind of things to, to get the balance. Sure. Yeah, I don't think, I think residentially massive shift but business not, yeah. not yeah. at all actually. I think um, I think there's a lot of companies which would consider downsizing because they can hot desk now, they might not need the space, people aren't going to be there five days a week at that nine to five. Um, I think that might be an issue going forward. And there's loads of, um, I'm not sure about over where you are, but there's lots of um, buildings now that do membership that mm -hmm. you have there. You have a premises, you have a phone number, you have an address, you have somewhere you can go and meet clients, but you don't have a permanent office. That's really taken off in London, probably over what, last five years maybe? Yeah. And that's, sure. become, that's becoming very normal now. Sure. So, but I think even with us, we've got our office in King's Cross. I wouldn't want oh. to move it from there. Oh, we so you still have it. Okay, that's great. We would stay there, yeah. we would stay there, yeah. Yes. I think the US knows the company we work, don't you? The, yeah, that's right. We work. That's right. That's virtual exactly. sort of shared office space. And that was doing so well, wasn't it? Like we work and the office group and these um these shared space sort of professional working areas. And mm -hmm. I sort of had to look at how you know their, their profits and yeah. how they've coped over the last six, you know, nine months. Yeah. They they imploded a little bit too early. I think if they yeah. didn't implode. When they did, they would have really done even much better. I agree. Yeah. You know, when you have a crazy CEO, that's uh, that's what happens. Uh, yeah. You can edit that out. <laughs> um, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he's not going to join. Yeah. We were going to ask about uh, Boris Johnson's uh, edict for, for companies to remain home until spring. But I think you kind of touched on that already mm -hmm. uh, in your segment. So I'll move on. Boris Johnson uh, changes his mind every five minutes, depending oh, on the weather. Oh. <laughs> He's the British uh, Donald Trump, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're related, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> the same barber, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, and, and speaking of Donald Trump, as I'm sure you are aware, there's been a little news story in the last few weeks about our elections. And um, <laughs> it, it's presumed at this point, or I think it's a foregone conclusion, that uh, Joe Biden will be taking over as the president. Um, 
how do you feel, what's the sense in, in the UK uh, about having this transition in, in the United States? And I can tell you here from what I'm seeing, um, and I'm not gonna get into, into politics, but it seems like Wall Street likes Biden uh, as evidenced by yesterday's uh, movement. Now, hopefully that continues into the administration. What's, what's uh, the UK's sense of uh, Boris's brother from another mother leaving? <laughs> I think, I think um, Trump had one supporter in the UK and that was Boris. So, um, yeah, he's not, not, well, not well liked at all. And even though, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stories in the press here that Joe Biden might not be the ally the UK that Trump was, but I think we just know that for the greater good, we'll, we can we sure. will deal with that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with please, you. Please, you said that you didn't want to get into politics, Len, because no, nor do I really, but I mean, surely, surely <laughs> less volatility all round is going to be for the best here. I mean, surely we need a bit of... Uh, you know, a bit of stability coming after what everything everyone's been through, and sh surely there can't be anything as volatile as <laughs> as everyone's been through there with with everyone, everything. Yeah, That's, there's a word, volatile. I yeah, <laughs> been yeah. our middle name for the last what three and a half years, yeah. four years, yeah. Man? Yeah. yeah, it's right now. Right. Yeah, so there's the economy's done well, and we hope that that'll continue now. Maybe the Although I'm, I'm not so sure. You know, I think we're, we're probably due for a downturn, just given the, his, the history of, you know, every 10 years, but maybe not. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. I, think, I think the um, overall sort of subject of the interview here of navigating the new normal, even things like this, you need to be able to kind of pivot and, you know, step back and make sure that you can concentrate on what the positives are from it and try and keep the business going so if there's an opportunity that comes from it then just keep focusing on it and be the you know, be the expert in that and and just keep going really where do you see that for the next uh, three to four years for Ann Jagger well I, I see it um I've always hoped that kind of recruitment for Growing, small growing businesses will almost be like they would go to their recruitment department you know so if a company are growing they have a, a marketing department they have an IT department and I would like to think that they would go to their recruitment department you know so they have one exclusive recruitment biz partner that they can rely on that understands their business they know the types of candidates and the culture environment of their business so that they can Say, right it's time to grow again and we need two more or we need to I need your help with writing a job description for a new position that we have what are your, your thoughts in it and I think just working with successful and a select few um, reliable clients would right. would be the way forward and not too many eggs in one basket but not to just be a generic agency that faces after every vacancy that comes along and to be focused on being good at what you do. Uh, Michelle, can I just throw in another question quickly? Sure. Uh, under the FMA umbrella, which you know we're both part of, uh, and given the the uh, not only the pandemic but the the politics in the states, uh, how do you see 
the role of Van Jagger in FMA relative to exporting of companies and, and talent to other countries, specifically the US and other parts of Europe? Because I know that's been a challenge over the last few months, obviously, for everybody, uh, and certainly over the last year uh, with the, the uncertainty in the politics and the political uh, arena. Uh, given the transition, do you think we'll see um, uh, more British companies seeking to come to the States? That's a great question. Expand? Oh, I, I've no idea. I think this, this year has just been so... Throw it out. <laughs> Strange, and everything's been thrown up in the air, and it's still coming down, isn't it? We need to see where it lands. Mm-hmm. Um, Brexit will underline it as well. We've got Brexit. You've got the change in your administration. We've got COVID, and it's yeah. It kind of who knows? Brexit's the big thing as well, isn't it? You know, it's, is it ever going to happen? Is it ever going to happen? <laughs> well. I, there is a, I think it might sort of go on for so long that that debate becomes the new normal as well. Mm. We would get so used to this, this constant discussion, these negotiations with Europe, that this, you know, this idea that we're just going to fall off the cliff in January. I hope I'm right in thinking that that won't happen. Um, that there'll be some sort of deal, a basic deal in place, and then they carry on negotiating with families as you go along and, and making it practical and workable and, and and all of that. But we're just all sick of all of it. It's just yeah. like, forget about it, move on. And I think for a small business like us, I think that's where the opportunity is for us. I think we can do that. We, I think we can take, hopefully, some opportunity from some of the bigger companies who are in turmoil. Um, and we can, we can sneak in. We've not, you know, we've been in business throughout all of this, carrying on work, and we're here. Um, and hopefully that's just going to be, there's going to be businesses out there who need people who are successful, maybe less of them, but hopefully we can get them. You know, I started the business in a, in a recession. It was terrible um, time for the industry and, you know, and, and, did, and did well. So just think we've just got to be very tunnel visioned, head down, get on with it and, you know, work hard enough, do a good job. We've got such a lot of experience amongst us as well that I just think when I compare us to some of our competitors, a lot of our competitors, it could be easy for us. It should be. Okay. I like to um, I like to talk to people like my wife's little brother, who's seventeen years old, and kind of seeing what he thinks about things. You know, he must look around and think, "You're all you're all crazy. What am I going to do when I sort of get into work?" And he he needs almost you know role models and kind of direction of where he's going to go in in business and to. It's almost it's really interesting looking at who where he goes to find jobs or what sort of you know job boards or kind of a LinkedIn style platforms that he looks at for his age and where is that generation going to go and and I think that he would kind of think well I might as well do this on my own I'm going to do something that I enjoy something that I'm good at and try and make money out of it and I think there's some younger sort of professional people that can use technology and use their 
use their sort of um, attitude to, to go out and do what they want to do. So I think there'd be more of the sort of self-employed sort of um, guys that will, that will get going and what are you successful from it. That has grown over the last um, five years, that, yes. that gig economy, the, the, the self-employed, literally one man. Um, businesses and I think that will continue to grow. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. You know, one of the first things I tell my clients is you're in the driver's seat. You make a determination of what your next step is, um, not the other way around, even though it comes across that way at times, right? When you're between jobs and such. So yeah. I do see um, as an entrepreneur myself, you know, my company's family run as well. Sometimes you go in that direction. And I think that with, with time, I see that growing as well. So I agree with you both wholeheartedly. I think this is fantastic. It was so phenomenal to hear your perspective on what's going on over there in the UK, right, Lynn? Absolutely, absolutely. And just one, one quick comment, uh, and in particular, uh, the fact that you're a family business and you're small, and as well as our, our FMA partners, the ability to adapt comes with being smaller. And I yeah. think that's how we have all survived the recession and in the yeah. state we had 9-11 and so on. And I think that adaptability really puts us in the driver's seat quite yeah. frankly. And certainly you, uh, given your size and your ability to, to move where you need to, to survive. Yeah. Which really makes it better for us than, than some of the larger firms. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. So, so for any listeners or watchers that are looking to perhaps maybe relocate or looking for roles in the UK, we're going to recommend and Jagger Recruiting. And with that, we're going to close this episode of Navigating the New Normal in the International Workplace. Uh, thank you so much, Anne and Steve, for joining us. Len, you're always the gracious co-host. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Thank Same. you, dear listeners, dear watchers. And Steve, don't head off just yet. I'm going to stop recording. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you both. Thank right, you. Bye -bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Global Advocate Career Podcast with your host, Michelle Clark Series. Love the episode? Please head over to Google Podcast, Spotify, and other listening platforms. Subscribe, rate, and give a review. Until next week, cheers!